quack, 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 quack. Money Ducks, the show we're looking back at the 1994 Disney hockey sequel, Five Minutes at a Time. I'm Blake. On the line, I have my guest. It is the turning David Kikin. David, how you doing? I'm great, Blake. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem at all. Of course, we are here doing D2, the Money Ducks. Um, we're starting at five minutes where... Um, Gordon runs into into Yan Juan Yan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yan. Yan. Yeah, I believe it's Yan. Yes, and then we end this whole thing with um Charlie going after the ducks, which we'll get to. <laughs> first things first. Yan, I, I I looked him up because you have to at this case, and Yan Yan sure. plays Yan. That didn't take much. <laughs> I mean, the, the name is the name is so good. Why not just use it? It, it, it almost it, it's very Tony Danza, where it's like <laughs> <laughs> only if he does it in every it. movie he's in. Yes, <laughs> very true, very very true. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot of like relevant credits in this country for Jan. Okay, um, I did say he did pass away back in two thousand nine, age eighty nine years old. So, nice long life. He was in a Harrison yeah. Ford movie in 1985 called Witness, which I, don't I even... vaguely remember him. Yes. And then he also did a bunch of, um, like, he did, he popped up in a lot of shows, like X Files and ER and Due South. Like, he popped up okay. in shows. He was one of those guys. Sure. So, hey. Um, I didn't look up, and I wanted to see why Hans wasn't in this movie, and I cannot find a valid reason. So, maybe they just didn't want him here. I don't know what the reason is. Yeah, I looked, I kind of, I think I had always assumed that uh, the actor who played Hans had, like, died between the two, but that's not true because he's actually still alive. Yeah, and he's in the third movie. And so, <laughs> oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, Hans comes back I think in the I've third movie. <laughs> I think I've only seen D3 once. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, we'll get to D3 next year. By the way, right. I will say this, Disney Plus, it will be on Disney Plus next year, so that's nobody true. has to worry about it because 2021, <laughs> they'll have D3 on there. I, I've already vented about this on the first episode, so I'm not going to get into it now. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> Disney Plus screwed me over on this one this year. Anyway, Hans, as we mentioned, he apparently went back to the old country for the summer. This might be the funniest, like, write-out ever. Like, <laughs> <just> write-out. <laughs> and I, I find it funny he called him a scroodle head. Which made me laugh. Yes. <laughs> what is that and he also said that their mother loved him more. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like he writes them out and we don't talk about him again to the beginning of the next movie. Like, <laughs> to get yep. up. 
There's no reason either. He just goes away. <laughs> so we um we pick him up in the rain and we cut to Gordon being waked up by Charlie. Sharpening skates. And right. uh, I love watching Charlie just pop up in the room. Like, There's young Josh Jackson, but not as young <laughs> as the last time we saw him. <laughs> right. He's getting ever closer to Pacey territory. I, I know. And I looked it up. I'm like, we're so close. I don't even think he becomes Pacey till after D3. Like, <laughs> right. He looks so like him in the third movie. It's scary. Yep. But um, I will say, I haven't brought this up yet. Um, Christmas present for me. I have um, the Pacey Witter Funko Pop. Sitting oh, on my desk. Nice. <laughs> so my first like, Joshua Jackson Funko. So there, there you, you go. go. Wanted to bring that up here. All right. This is so whoever followed me on Instagram when this show was being recorded got the hilariousness of me looking up this next gag. <laughs> <laughs> because much like MMX hosts that we are, we have to look up random shit. Absolutely. We, we have to do it. So, the minute Hod says, Hoffenspeffer and eggs, I have to look up what the hell Hoffenspeffer is, because I have no idea. <laughs> I actually already knew. You knew? Um, it is, as, as, I, as, as I assume you figured it out, it is a rabbit stew, <laughs> primarily German in, uh, in origination. Yes. Um, I actually, I took German when I was in college, and uh, we actually had Hoffenspeffer. Uh, one of our, I think our professor brought it in. I think his wife had made it or something. Really? So, How was yeah. it? Uh, it's, I don't particularly care for rabbit meat. It's a little tougher than, than I particularly like. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it, and I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. feel like it would pair well with eggs. Yeah. How is this a breakfast meal? Like, I, I, it, I don't get it. Like, how is this breakfast? I don't know. <laughs> a breakfast stew. Interesting. It doesn't compute to me. Not even in the winter in Minnesota right. would just compute to me whatsoever. Like, <laughs> um, so that happens. We find out that Charlie is um now Jan's apprentice, which leads to another gag that he says, I hope you, as Gordon tells him, I hope you give Hazy more than he pays me. <laughs> right. <laughs> which it, Charlie has the most kid response of all time. You got paid? Right, and then Jan very quickly changes the subject. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about this. No, 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 no. no. We'll move on, move on. Eat, eat, eat your breakfast, right. eat your breakfast. Uh, <laughs> but I also know, I love the fact that Jan must make this meal all the time, that Charlie and Gordon both know what he's going to say. Like, right. <laughs> they both know. I just, it's, okay, I do want to know. They talk about him like he's always here, yet we never heard about him in the first movie. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like he is the old like he's the old guy that has always been around and yet for some reason he was never there when the Ducks were winning their Pee Wee Championship. At all. Like not even mentioned. Ever. Like we didn't know Hodge not was yet. had a brother. Like that. <laughs> oh my not god. Yet. Yeah, I thought so about weird. that. I was like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. They wrote him in for this movie, and and never we heard from him again afterwards. So right. we'll talk about that later. So we cut to the um, cut to the newspaper. But I love the fact that in Minnesota, the Pee Wee Championship is headline news, like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about this last season. How ridiculous the cover coverage is for 
for the Pee Wee Championships, but this is top sure. notch. Top notch. <laughs> the fact that that has one but two headlines on the front of a major newspaper. Right. Um, uh, yeah, because we get the the Ducks are Pee Wee champs, and then we also get Hawks first loss since nineteen seventy three. Yep, nineteen seventy three. So, <laughs> which is confirmed from the first movie. So <laughs> it's confirmed. Right. Um, but that means that 1973 must have been Gordon's season. So there you go. Ties up in the There you game. go. So I, um, I was curious if Kevin Stramper was a real writer. Okay. And he's not. But okay. I did find I a figure. Kevin Stramper on YouTube. On I mean, on Google. And <laughs> I, I wanted to tell this story because it's funny to me. Kevin Robert Stramper was a Minneapolis-based architectural designer who would who who worked for Target Corporation until he died in 2017. Total coincidence by the name, but it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the movie you see somebody these names are not meant to resemble other names, but this popped up for me in Minnesota, nonetheless. Interesting. <laughs> so there you go. Did you did you happen to pause and read the article at all? No, I did not. I didn't have a chance to. Okay, what, what was that I did. I did this. Go for it. Uh, here, here is what we can see. Uh, in what can only be called the second miracle on ice. Let me pause. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> You're comparing this to USA versus Russia? Okay. Uh, oh, Gordon amazing. Bombay's dis. Yeah, I know, right? Gordon Bombay's District 5 Ducks dethroned the reigning champion Hawks. An incredible finish had Charlie Conway making a penalty shot with virtually no time left on the clock. Virtually the there stunning was no move. Time. There was no right. time. No time. There was no time. Not virtually no time. No time. The stunning move, referred to as his, in quotes, special triple deke, clanged off the left post, wavered in the air, and miraculously fell over the red line for the winning goal. I didn't really think I was going to make it. I mean, I am incredibly uncoordinated, says young Conway. <laughs> now, this next line is is brilliant to me. I knew he'd make it. It was just like in the movies, said Coach Gordon Bombay. Indeed. Right? Indeed. Controversial plays and gimmicks kept them in the game. Particularly really? a very strange, yeah, exactly. Particularly a very strange goal, and then it fades out. You can't see the rest of the article. But I thought that was very funny. I'd like to thank you, Mother, for naming this episode the other Miracle on Ice. Thank That's you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Comparing it's, this to the Miracle on Ice. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Only in Minnesota, I guess, and in the movies. And it, it, it's being so like, but only in a movie could this finish happen in a movie. Right. <laughs> so there you go. That's fantastic. It's, That's great. Yeah. Great oh, stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So we um we continue on. And we is it, we have a, a Jan. I'm going to keep saying Hans for a long time. Jan <laughs> talking to Gordon, pretty much trying to figure out what his plan is going to be. Um, right. He's not going to go back to Ducksworth. He's not a lawyer. He plays hockey now and but he has, he's injured so he can't go like hockey now sure right um the one note i had from this whole conversation which made me laugh was the point where he said that charlie's mom remarried and gordon was <laughs> so disappointed like, yes <laughs> damn it i can't yes. believe i missed this and opportunity then, 
So that was that was interesting. Um, and then like right at the end of minute, right at the end of uh, right around six fifty nine, there's that moment where Gordon sits down, and he is really selling that knee injury. Yeah, I mean, that's a better sell job than anything Nick Jackson has ever done. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's, that, for the, that, that's, that's for all that's for all the wrestling fans out well there. Well done, well done, well done. Thank you. I, I like that one. That was good. <laughs> I appreciate that. If someone watched AEW every single week, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yes, he's still job fantastic. By the way, another headline behind on Minnesota Miracle Ducks beat Hawks. That's <laughs> right. Another headline. There's, there's Minnesota obsessed, Miracle. They're obsessed with the word miracle when it comes to this team. Yeah, I guess because he's the it's Minnesota Miracle man. So, why are they so upset with that word? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just, I guess it. I blame. I blame Al Michaels. <laughs> yeah, the legend. The legend Al Michaels. That's right. <laughs> the only man I know that could get traded. What was it? He he was traded to NBC so AB Disney can get the rights to Oswald the Rabbit. <laughs> right. That is a true story, people. If you don't believe yes. me, that's true. <laughs> um. As far as I know, he is the only announcer ever to be traded. <laughs> Which is it's hysterical to me. But that that is a legit thing that happened. And people don't yeah. believe me when I say, look it up. That's real. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, go through all this and we get to watch him. Uh, I love watching Gordon actually doing doing skates and then doing a okay. platform yep. while doing skates. <laughs> it just right. falls. It was so Tim Taylor-like. Watching him fly across the room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's very home improvement. <laughs> this is why you don't tra- don't you have to train to do this before you use right. skates. Oh man. So he flies across the room, and then we come back, and he's still doing skates. And Jan tells him to stop. You have a customer, and then come back and finish this, which right. is very boss like, very funny. Yes. All right. So. Before all this, during the live conversation, we did get the inklings that Team USA is looking for a coach for the Junior Goodwill Games. Right. Now, my problem with this is... The, the oh-so-popular-and-real oh Junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, when I first saw this movie, because I was, I was young when I first saw this movie, I really thought that was a real thing. And now that I watch, right. like, the World Juniors and other hockey tournaments, I know this is not a real thing right. <laughs> at all. Which we will get into more into later on in the show because the Junior sure. Goodwill Games are a hysterical thing to go through. But anyway, the logic here that we're what like two weeks out from the Junior Goodwill Games and Team USA did not have a coach. It, it <laughs> defies any. There are so many things, and you will. I'm sure you will talk about them throughout the season. Yeah. There are so many things in this movie that defy any kind of logic. Yes, yeah, so the. The fact that he gets to recruit his own team, which is like um, he said. Yes. <laughs> like, and it's not even, and it's not even that he gets to recruit them. It's just assumed that they will be like, it just see because, <laughs> because the guy, because as we will find out in a couple yes. of minutes, yes. the guy from Hendrix, Hendrix hockey okay, apparel pick him up. Yep. <laughs> is the person who says, let's go round up those ducks. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, thinking of Hendrix Hockey, Don Tribbles. <laughs> he introduced. I love his name. It's so stupid. It's so movie yep. name. <laughs> yes. His name. He's played by Michael Tucker, who 
um, I, I was looking up things, I was like, oh, this is a major actor at this time. Because he played Stuart Murkowski on L.A. Law from 1986 yep. to 1994, 174 episodes and a movie. Yep. But I, I cracked up at the last thing. I, I kept looking and I cracked up at this one. He also appeared on Mickey's 60th birthday TV movie as that character. I want to know why. <laughs> In 1988. <laughs> uh, it makes no, no sense. No idea. <laughs> it makes zero sense. Suing, suing Michael Eisner, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I have to see this in context. Because it's 1988, and as much as I love like, the Mickey's 90th birthday party, that wasn't a movie. That was a concert. This is a movie. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand it. That's weird. So, anyway, Don Trouble is the senior VP of, Hondry, of Hendrix Hockey Apparel. Right. Sure. The, Let's go with that. Did, did, were you weirded out by the way that he looked him up and down and then says, oh, you look great. <laughs> it looked like he was hitting was like, on him. <laughs> no, totally see, I didn't see it as hitting on him. I. It was almost like he was checking He was checking out the meat at a butcher shop. <laughs> like, oh, I'll take that one. I want that one. Oh, man, was, that's fantastic. It was a little weird. It really weird. is bizarre. It really is absolutely bizarre. So he, he goes off on this tangent about how's, he, how's your knee? I have a doctor in Los Angeles. I want to take a look at it. Okay. Um, he's mm-hmm. doing great dig baboon ligaments. What? So, yeah, no. In 19, so I looked this up. Um, like, we're not even doing that now. Like, we're not even using animal ligaments to repair human bodies now in any kind of, like, actual way. There have been some experiments and, like, some theoretical like there, there is like theoretical conjecture out there that you can do it as long as you can like, I guess there are some like cells that if you remove them from the animal, then it, then it might take, but it, we're, that's like still like way, way in the future. This it certainly wasn't happening in 1994. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so we, he, and to Gordon's credit, Gordon is very like I'm annoyed by you already. I'm, for a minute. I'm really annoyed by you. When, <laughs> when he actively rolls his eyes when they first meet, because uh, because Tibbles is like holding a hockey stick, and when he turns around, he like <laughs> knocks it into a bunch of other hockey sticks. Um, like the eye roll is like classic. Because that was the like, eye roll of I don't know this guy. He just made a big mess. That I have to clean up. <laughs> right. So then, the oddness of you, now that you've pointed out that it's like he's looking at a piece of meat, the line, I want you, Gordon, now the whole context. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, now this is where I have issues, because he doesn't ask him to be the coach of Team USA. He tells him he is the next coach of Team USA. Right. <laughs> right. There's no, there's no application. There's no resume. There's no interview. It's just, I've, I've already made this decision. I haven't even met you yet. You are the coach. Yeah, the, the only thing that saves this is the fact that he says, your friend Jan has been pitching you for months. Fine. Right. I'll believe that 100%. I will believe that. I just have my issues. I'm assuming that he'd want the job. Like, <laughs> assuming automatically right. that he'd want it. I don't know. That's weird to me. I have no, there's no... And, but the whole point here is that he, he assumes this. And then he goes and says, what you did with the Ducks was magic. 
really? Okay. So magic and miracles we're working with. Yes. This is so Disney. Oh, yeah. This is so Disney, it's not even funny. And, That's um, true. And we by weep, I mean Hedrick's hockey. <laughs> Such a lawyer speak. Like, who wrote this? <laughs> Such lawyer speak. Um, the Junior Goodwill Games and your country needs that magic. How bad was this team at the last Junior Goodwill Games? <laughs> like, how bad well, were they? apparently, so so apparently they don't actually have a team. No, they don't. Our coach or anything. They don't have a coach. They don't have any. They, they have a very few players, obviously, or else why would they need the Ducks? And the Junior Goodwill game is happening in the, in this country. So what was right. think? <laughs> put together a while ago. Yes, everything about everything about the setup for this plot feels thrown together, <laughs> in the same way that Team USA feels thrown together. <laughs> yeah, future episode. That's a fun one. Definitely a fun one. But then we get to your um your favorite line. Let's round round up those ducks. We've oh yes, let's round up do. those ducks. All right. So so before before we start talking about rounding up the ducks, I do yeah. want to talk about the quote unquote junior goodwill games. Yes, go ahead, go for it. So the goodwill games themselves were were a real thing. Okay. It was a um it was a televised Olympic style sporting event that was started by Ted Turner. Fair enough. Uh, as an answer to a lot of the political strife that had sort of thrown off the Olympics in the 80s. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, like WCW, the Goodwill Games fell apart after the merger with Time Warner. Of course it did. Um, so basically what happened was, I think they lasted till 2001. They were basically an every four-year kind of thing, just like the Olympics. Um, and I guess uh, Jordan Kerner, who was the producer of D2, was friends with Ted Turner and one of the Turner executives, Scott Sassa, who also might be a name that is familiar to wrestling fans, as he was the person um, who, like, they're, like early on, Eric Bischoff had clashes with Scott Sassa. Okay. I remember the name. Uh, I remember that name. Right. I book. I and, the uh, yes. And so Jordan Kerner asked Ted Turner and Scott Sassa if they could use the Goodwill Games name for the movie because they knew that the Olympics weren't going to let them do it. Of course not. And Ted Turner, being the uh, the businessman that he is, said, uh, sure. So Fair enough. That is, how, that is how the Junior Goodwill Games came to be in D2 The Mighty Ducks. Sure. But go with it. Let's, let's just go with it. <laughs> I, 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 that makes the most logical sense of anything oh, else. Oh, yeah. You know? It's sure. That makes sense. Absolutely. Of course, Ted Turner would make a deal with Disney to do this. Of course, that makes sense, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I did miss one. Uh, my, my, I wrote this in my notes, and I forgot to say it. I want you to become synonymous with winning, and winning to become synonymous with Hendrix. What? <laughs> what does that even mean? Look, that's right. such like a weird sentence in general. Anyway, <laughs> look, I don't get it. It's, yeah, it doesn't make it's. It's not like this is like they're an apparel company, so it's it's not like this is some kind of like like equipment. It doesn't seem. No. It's not like Easton, like like all the best players use Easton sticks or something like that. It seems like this is just the kind of the stuff that you wear and i don't really think that anybody associates like the jer the the sweaters sorry not jerseys sweaters right the sweaters and the pants with winning or not winning no it's the it's the logo on the sweater that you associate right. with the winning 
which, again, I'll get to the Hendrick Hockey logo later when we get to the jersey sure. reveal later on in the movie. But, no, you're right. It's it's weird. It's dumb. But it, it fits for this. Um, then we cut to the, say, we got to round up the ducks, and we get handed off the infamous duck call, which mm. we will see for the rest of this movie many times. <laughs> oh, my it God. It's definitely annoying. Yes, it is terribly annoying. But it works for this movie, though. It works yeah. for what you're doing. So we now we jump to Charlie Conway's room, and he's such a hockey person, and I respect that a lot <laughs> as a massive hockey fan. I, I, as we sure. go through his room, I like how his jersey is like, like put up out behind plastic, because that's a thing right. you do. Right below the article that we saw that Jan had up about them sure. being the Minnesota Miracle team, um, I do have an I have a note in the last episode about the Minnesota North Stars but I like the fact that Charlie is one of those people that was not upset about the move to Dallas because he still oh, has a I, Dallas I Stars this. hat he had a Dallas Stars hat it. on his bed so there you go he he's one of the few a true fan that did not follow the team because I know I know a lot of Minnesota hockey fans that were not happy with the move sure and they just like joined other teams until the wild showed up but no, Charlie Conway, a good person, followed them to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there is yelling at me. It knows me is yelling at me. I'm that sure. Line. <laughs> Hi, Jason. You're yelling at me for that one. Anyway. <laughs> so, anywho, um, Charlie is jamming along the music. I'm not quite sure how he hears the duck call over his headphones at all. So I thought about that too, but then I remembered that those kind, the kind of headphones that he's wearing, which are just like the the foam pad on a plastic and metal like ring around your head, they don't do a whole lot to block out noise. No, that's true. That's a valid point. I mean, I remember having those kind those kinds of headphones when I was a kid, and you know, right around this time, and they they weren't the best for blocking out noise. So I can I can see this. Which, by the way, parents love. Not as a parent. I would have no problem with my kid wearing one of these because I'd sure. be able to hear me. So there you go. <laughs> yep. When you were younger, you were annoyed because you could hear everything in the house. But now, hmm, there you go. So Char- so Charlie goes to his window because that's what you do. <laughs> you duck hall. You go out your window. And he sees Gordon at the bottom of his, ha- his apartment building there, all happy, <laughs> saying, um, let's get – I want to play some hockey. And apparently that means, yeah. okay, I'm going to put on my jersey that was just behind a, a, a plastic case. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I hadn't really thought about it, but you're right. Because, unless he has, unless he somehow has two of them. Yes, and we never go back to Charlie's house in this movie to confirm that. Okay. But still, <laughs> it's just funny because the jersey we see behind plastic, he's then wearing – Rollerblading down the sidewalk. <laughs> Not even a minute uh, later. The first thing that I thought when this, when I saw this, when I saw Gordon show up at Charlie's apartment was, I wonder if his mom's home. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. think of that. You're right. That could be the awkward. Last time, the last time they would have seen each other was on the bus at the end of the last movie. That's the last time they would have right? seen each other. Wow, I didn't think about mm-hmm. that. Good point. <laughs> That never gets brought up again, though, for the rest of the movie. So, <laughs> No. 
No, we, we don't hear about it. I think they, they threw that line. I almost feel like they threw that line in about his mom just to say, look, we covered this. We're moving it's, on. It's, a, it's, another, it's another line being used to write out a character. That's pretty much what they did there. Two times. Yeah, Jan had two lines to write out two characters from the first movie. I just yep. realized that. <laughs> they literally did that twice. In the, fir- in the first ten minutes of the film. Two major characters from the first movie were ran out in dialogue by Jan. Like, <laughs> yep. Which is amazing when you realize how crazy that is. In literally, not even the first 10 minutes, in a three minute span. Like, <laughs> this all happened. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive writing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we get Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. He. He, he, suddenly, he's become a fantastic skater. That's what I've learned here <laughs> over the last yep. year. He's become an amazing skater. Not as amazing as he is in the third movie, but this one is pretty impressive. Sure. Yeah, why not? Sure. And then we cut to the street hockey game with um, Jesse playing, and that would be where we end right. our things. I, I do like the fact All that right. Jesse would play street hockey, by the way. I like that. Because it sets up, yeah. up for later. Absolutely. It makes sense to me. I would you agree with that. Right. You said all right. Um, I, uh, so I know that the next few minutes don't belong to me. Of course. But I did want to say, I did want to say that the next few minutes of this movie would actually be pretty instrumental for the next few years of my life. Yeah. Uh, I actually got my first pair. Of, yeah, I got my first pair of rollerblades for Christmas in 1993. Oh, wow. And when this came out uh, in March of 94, I remember I was super stoked about the rollerblading scene. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And I, I really started like throwing myself into learning how to rollerblade, getting a lot better. Um, and I would actually eventually start aggressive inline skating uh, the summer of 1995. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so, yeah, doing a lot of grinds and airs and grabs and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, there was this, this, you know, that that next couple of minutes um, were, were really kind of influential for my for my life for a couple of years. Well, fair enough. But I will say for people listening, yeah. they're hearing this next week. Next week is actually my wife's minutes because she requested right. these minutes before the first movie. She requested these <laughs> minutes in this movie. So I <laughs> just want to make a note of that. These were picked right. before I even sent the spreadsheet out. <laughs> so, And um, I don't begrudge her. I don't no, begrudge her that. She claimed them. And so I, she, she gets top pick and that's how it works. Absolutely. So, <laughs> absolutely. So I, fair and square. As you brought up, well, how did you first see this movie? Did you see it in theaters? Did you see it on, uh, like, on VHS? I did like, see it in a theater. It? Um, I, it, I saw it in uh, in a small theater in Belleville, Illinois. Um, I remember it was a fairly narrow theater. There weren't a whole lot of people there. I think I went in a, to like a matinee. Um, and I remember just finding it really fun. It's just a really fun movie. It really is. It's just... It's just... It, the first movie has such a deep little story to it, and this one really doesn't. Like this one just right. now that I'm looking back at it on adult eyes, this movie does not have that deep of a story at all. No. Like <laughs> compared to the first movie that we were dealing with drunk driving and all the other crazy stuff in that first movie. Right. So there's not as much adult craziness so, uh, in this movie. Right. This is really more about the kids themselves. Which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. We, we were, right. we were well, how old were you when this movie came out? Because we were all uh, this young. Was, this was March of 94. I had, 
I was a little over 17 years old. I just yeah. turned 17. You were older than I was because I was younger. Right. But still, this this was kind of our this is our world. This is our era of movie. Right. And Disney does did this have the, they put this out at the right time because you didn't expect the yes. first one to be as big as it was, and this one turned out to be oh wow okay cool we're still doing this. Um, do you consider it the best of the trilogy? Uh, no, I think the first one is probably a better, a better movie. Um, I think the story makes more sense. Um, understated. And yeah, and I, you know, I think the performances are a little better. Um, I mean, the kids themselves, I think grow a little bit from one to two, but I think Emilio Estevez is better in one than he is in this one. There are, there are parts of this movie where I feel like he's sleepwalking a little bit. Yeah, there are times and uh, we'll get to those later in the, later in this show. Um, this was, it was really cool. We got, see, the problem with this also is we're going to be going through these minutes really fast early because not a whole lot really happens yet. No, it, it's really, it's really kind of some compact storytelling. Yeah, they, they have to get a lot done in the first 15 minutes so we can get to the fun stuff later. So that's pretty much how this works now. Right. And we will do that next week. So, David, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, what you're up to, what you want to plug? Go for it. All right. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at DWKII. Uh, currently, I am not podcasting on a regular basis, um, but you can find the stuff that I've done in the past on podvocacy.com or everlastingminute.com. Uh, Everlasting Minute it was uh, my my Movies by Minute podcast for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, those are both part of the soon-to-be-named network, uh, as we have branded ourselves the Lamborghini of podcast networks. <laughs> Jokingly, of course. Uh, and that's at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Uh, Blake, thank you so much for having me on the show. No problem whatsoever. This is always fun. Um, I'll get my plugs in real fast. Um, obviously you can hear me every Friday on the Blake and Sal show. Um, this is my only other show going on right now. I kind of limited myself to a certain number of shows a year now because I'm too busy if I don't do that and I go crazy. Um, the one thing I will say is I brought this up last show and I'll bring it up here again. We are no longer part of a network. We are on our own again. So please um, look look up everything and actually follow our Patreon, Blake, the patreon.com slash the Blake and Sal show. And you can hear this show commercial free. So go over there and it's only, it's a very, very cheap and you can hear a commercial free every single week. So that's fun. And if I have any bloopers, I'll put them up there too. They're well from this show, but who knows <laughs> what might happen this season with tech problems that I've had this year in the last year. Who knows? <laughs> so David, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is definitely a lot again, of fun. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Blake. I appreciate no it. Um, next week, again, as I mentioned, I'll have my wife, Mandy, on the show to talk about things. She really wanted the mall minutes. So there you go. That's next week. <laughs> next there you people, go. The mall is next week. <laughs> Till then, thank you so much for listening to T5 The Mighty Ducks. I'll see you next week. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.